ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. So as much as we are all about joy and pleasure and purpose here, one of the main things that I have learned in my life is that there is no body, no one who is living without some sort of struggle. There is no one who hasn't had some amount of trauma in their life. And it's not that the happiest people have never had trauma or that the people living their purpose have never had pain. It's that those of us who are living and taking a stand for being that light and that beautiful joyful energy in the world, it's what we've done with the trauma and what we have to continue doing because it's freaking hard. And especially after the last two years that we have all had, I think our nervous systems are freaking fried, right? Like we have all experienced mass trauma in the last couple of years. And this is really our moment. This is really our moment to say, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to take this trauma? Am I going to let it just take me downhill? I mean, you may have lost loved ones. You may have lost a job, all of the above. Are we just going to go back to bed and cry forever, which we all have been doing over the last couple of years? Or are we going to see this as the pivotal moment when we shift that trauma into the greatest triumph of our lives? Are we going to use this as our experience to learn how to love ourselves more? Use this as the experience of how to be more patient with our kids? Use this as the experience to say, I am going to not let one more day pass without truly living my purpose. This is our pivotal moment. And if there's anything that my life as a weeble wobble has taught me, y'all know weeble wobbles, right? Like weebles wobble and they don't fall down. Those were toys, at least when I was a kid, right? There was like a little egg-shaped situation thing, man, woman. I can't remember if they're a woman. There should have been, whatever. You would bounce them and they would never fall down. They would come back up. And I've shared with you that when I was 17, I was abused by my first love. And I went for years thinking, no big deal. It's cool. And I can tell you that that trauma has shown up in every single relationship that I have had, including the one with my beautiful husband, I just finally have a husband that will hold me in it. And where I, though, need to learn, and I have been learning and consistently learn about the ways that that trauma has led to trust issues and what I can do through myself and all of my relationships with it. I've shared with you about the miscarriages, massive trauma to my body, massive trauma to my psyche around being a mom, And one of the things I don't think that I have shared with you is that the trauma after trauma after trauma, the divorce, being with a friend when he drowned, how very recently I realized that my body was like one massive trauma nerve and it was starting to show up in every area of my life. I'm not proud to admit that it showed up with a group of friends that I was with. I'm not proud to admit that it showed up with my team. And as it started to show up, I said to myself, I will not allow this to show up with my son. Enough. And I'm going to learn a whole new way to work with this trauma and to love myself. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of self-compassion. But what I am learning, because I am quite expert at helping you all through your trauma. If you come on any of my retreats, you will see I am massively, massively expert at helping a woman clear away trauma and rise up as a fucking golden star. And now it's time that I've been doing the work. And my expert today 
is one of the experts that has been helping me. She's one of my coaches. I have learned so much from her. And one of my soul sisters. And she is the founder of the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety. Let me introduce you to Dr. Lee Cordell. She is an expert anti-shame coach. She's the CEO and founder of the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety. She uses her 15 plus years of experience in healthcare psychology and education to help her professional and entrepreneurial clients release shame and prioritize pleasure as a path to trusting themselves in order to call in what we desire. She is a nurse. She has been an academic, a professor, PhD. This woman is the go-to to release shame and to heal our trauma. And she is creating the certificate program, the trauma-informed certificate program that the world needs right now for us to be trauma-informed parents, trauma-informed colleagues, trauma-informed managers, trauma-informed everything. And I am so excited to have her on the Purpose Girl podcast. Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So delighted to be here. So this is like a heavy topic, and yet it's the most important topic of our times at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I um, people are like, "Wow, you you spend your whole day with people in in shame and around trauma," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's great. It's so fun." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean that it it's it's a lot. It's really heavy, and also it's like it's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that is like you just said. It's so needed by every human right now with what we've all been going through collectively. It is the thing right now. You know, COVID has had such a different impact on so many people. But what I notice in myself now, the beginning I was like in pregnancy cocooning, but I can so see in myself now. I can so see in all of my clients. I can see in my neighbors. We've all been traumatized by being isolated, by being on our own, by having these restrictions, by being in fear of the unknown and what's going to happen. And so I'm starting to see trauma-informed, trauma-informed, trauma-informed pop up because this is really what's needed now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like these last two years, one of the most traumatizing parts about this is that we didn't know it was going to be two years and it's still going on. Right. right? We don't know how much longer it's going to Right. Yeah. And there are fundamental changes that have happened to how we communicate, how we relate, how we, you know, just move in our worlds. And COVID didn't happen on its own in a silo. We also had massive, from a Western society standpoint, America, like we had political unrest. We've had, you know, really big shifts in terms of um, uh, several marginalized populations. We've had a lot of social um, discord. And with the ever-growing presence of social media and the news media outlets and trying to get attention and trying to keep people tuned in, we are seeing that people's nervous systems right now are just continually, constantly on alert. Yeah. We're all, it's, we're fried. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you're saying that our nervous systems are on alert. So we end up feeling fried. We end up feeling burnt out feeling right and what that ends up being is like short-tempered and so many different things I know for myself but it is because our nervous systems are working it's one of the things I know that you've said it means that your nervous system is working and they're on alert and and you're so right what we have experienced in the last two years you know the absolute right just response to all of the unjust killings yeah of our brown and black brothers and sisters so many shootings still happening in schools our yeah. sisters in afghanistan i mean we're it's everywhere yeah even today um i was checking my email and you know tiktok has this nationwide or this um platform wide uh challenge where they're encouraging students to call in and do threats of violence and you know as a parent thinking, okay, am I sending my kids to school today? Mm. Is this a thing? Is this not a thing? Um, 
you know, every month getting that email, the news, the new social media challenge for our kids is this, and it's something destructive, it's something violent. And Mm. there's so much, there's so much that we're being asked to hold right now. And and it's like what you said, you know, one of the things I say around um, when people say, I feel on alert, I feel like I'm being threatened all the time. I'm like, great, that means that you have a really, really uh, well-working nervous system. And also, our nervous systems weren't designed for this continual level of threat. 10,000 years ago, if a bear came into our camp, we our nervous system got mobilized, we ran from the bear, we fought off the bear, we froze and hoped, hoped the bear didn't see us. Hopefully, we survived, and then we relaxed. Right. Then it was over. It was like over. 90 seconds and it's over. <laughs> it was over. And our bodies were able to return to that calm, relaxed state. Mm. And one of the things that I'm seeing the most in people is just that they're never getting back there right now. Mm. Right, right. Because how can we with everything going on? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 coming at us from all sides. And, and you know, the connectivity that we have is such a beautiful thing. And on the flip side, when you you know, can t- when you go on your phone and your phone is sending you news media alerts, and mm. let's just be honest, 99% of the news media alerts are not positive things at this right. point, because those don't capture your attention the same way. Right. We start getting just bathed in these chemicals that our nervous system releases every single time. It's like, oh, there's a threat. Oh, there's a threat. Oh, there's a threat. And we actually start feeling uncomfortable being calm, being grounded because it feels weird. Ooh. Okay. This is so good. I feel like we need to put like a highlight underlying picture frame around it. We get uncomfortable being in calm. Yeah. That makes so much sense, Lee. It's like we want it. I I crave calm. And I've been really working in a whole new way to practice, do my morning practice and meditation because I need it. And my body's like, and what else do we have to do? And what else do we have to do? I'm like, no, what we have to do is nothing. <laughs> right? yes. we're, we're doing what we need to do, which is deep breathing and learning how to regulate my nervous system in a new way. Yeah. And so what do you see in your clients, in your students? What do you see as the result of all this? Because, you know, even just listening to this, women out there, maybe you need to take a deep breath, right? Because this is going on lot. and like this, it's a lot. And... Not to worry, Dr. Lee is going to teach us what to do with it. Okay, so we're just painting the picture for you, but I brought her on because she's going to teach us all. How do we do this with all this going on? Well, and the thing I want to say first before we even get into that, because I think that this is really important, is just to recognize that like, so we're in this acute trauma, right? And then all of us have other things that have happened in the Mm. past, like the things that you shared at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. That are maybe unprocessed that got stuck in our bodies at the time. Or we have other individual traumas that are happening to us right now. Maybe Mm. we're in relationships that really aren't um, the healthiest for us. Maybe we are in other situations where we feel helpless, where we feel like we don't have control, that we can't get out of them, and they're not good for our souls, right? Mm -hmm. We have toddlers that have temper tantrums every day. Yes. I, yes. You know, we're parenting kids who are also having this significant level of threat every day. My 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 11-year-old and I are like really just learning so much from each other right now. Mm. Yes, throughout mm. this. Mm-hmm. So I want to just honor and, and witness that because I think it's really important um, because, yes, we're all going through this collectively. And then we also all have these other individual experiences that have happened and that are happening. And so this is going to feel different for every person, right? Mm. And the picture you're painting is this pile up. It is a pile up. It really Mm. is a pile up. And so I say that because when we are in an active trauma, one of the things that as a certified clinical trauma professional, I was taught at the very beginnings was that if someone's in an active trauma, you don't try to process that right now. Mm. You don't go in and try to like look at the meaning and and examine what happened and all of the things because that actually can be dangerous. Your nervous system kind of needs to be a little on alert right now. It's helpful. And so we don't want to take it completely offline. And that means that we get to shift our focus forward facing, meaning how can I live in a calm, relaxed body right now? 
so that I don't see things that feel like threats as actual threats, right? And just using COVID as an example, I remember when this first started, I was like terrified, right? And as a nurse practitioner working with immunocompromised patients, first of all, um, when some when something's really uh, contagious, if one of us has it, we can give it to a whole floor of, of people, right? And right. so there was so much like making sure we weren't sick. If a patient got sick, making sure we got them off the – and there was, there was just so much going on. And I remember when we actually got COVID, I was like, oh, okay, this feels terrifying, right? Mm. You and your and family. My whole family and I got COVID. And we we were we were sick sick. We weren't mm-hmm. hospitalized sick, but we were like six weeks out still sick. Mm-hmm. And so I remember during that experience really thinking like, okay, I have to really I have to stay as calm and relaxed as possible. And I was so grateful for my training at that time because I I was like, if I let my brain go to all of the scary places around this, I'm not doing myself a service. Mm. The way that my body heals, the way that I get through this is by staying as calm and relaxed, is by giving myself what I need. And so one of the things that I use, and we call it the 10-second protocol, is it's a way of tensing up your body and then relaxing your body and noticing where the tension still stays. Mm. Can we do it? And by Yeah, we can do it right now. So... We use something called progressive muscle tension instead of progressive muscle relaxation. Some people have done progressive muscle relaxation where you squeeze one part and then you let it go. What we do is we start at the tips of your toes and we curl them under. And then we curl your feet so that the ball of your foot and your toes are getting closer. And then we tense up your ankles, tense up your calves, tense up your knees, tense up your quads, your thighs, tense up your butt, tense up your pelvis your back, your lower back, your abdomen, your chest, your back, your shoulders, your arms, your fists. And then you go all the way up to your neck, to your face, to the tippy top of your scalp. And then you relax. And you breathe. And so we take five seconds of that toes to crown tension. And then we take five seconds of relaxation. Hmm. And one of the other ways that for if you're a visual person like I am, I think I like to use the spaghetti noodle example. So we're spending five seconds getting our body like a stick straight, uncooked spaghetti noodle. Hmm. And then we're spending five seconds dropping that spaghetti noodle into the water and letting it like turn loosey goosey. Hmm. Hmm. And that is for us to see where the tension stays. So there's two things that happen here. One is, is that you are dropping into your body. Mm. And this is something that when you are feeling threatened, your um, focus is outward, not inward. So we're taking your focus back inward and reconnecting your brain with your body, which is huge. Mm. Right, right. Because when we're in that fear place, the stress, the it's because our brain is going, what's going to happen? Is this going to happen? Is it going to mm-hmm. be as bad? What did I say wrong? What am I going to yeah. say wrong? Like all the, is this going to happen to my kids' school? Like all the things mm-hmm. that are, as you're saying, outside of us. Outside and of And we're control. not even in our body. You're not in your body. You're, you are um, a lot of times something that we call dissociated, meaning that your body actually feels so uncomfortable that you're like checking out from it. Mm. Which is... Uh, a wild thing to think about. And and so the way that I explain dissociation is, you know, have you ever been driving a car and you're going somewhere and you know where you're going? You've gone there a zillion times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like you end up at your old house and you don't remember driving the last 10 minutes and you're like, yeah. wait a second, right? <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> your subconscious brain just like took over and was like, oh, no, we know where we're going. And consciously you were out. Like you were not, you were thinking about something else, you were doing whatever, and you ended up in this place that you didn't even mean to go, mm, right? Mm. So that's dissociation. We check out of our bodies, but it's done from a place of my body feels uncomfortable to be in right now. There's sensations here, there's stuff going on. And I haven't been, maybe I haven't been taught to process feelings. Mm. Maybe when I was younger, feeling I was taught that feelings were bad. Right. Right. So, right. or certain feelings are bad. 
right? Right. right. Pretty girls don't get angry. Yeah. Or I mean, I hear the yeah. right. It's not. It's not <laughs> nice to yeah. be upset or don't cry. Or one yeah. of my clients is, I'll give you something to cry about. You know, yeah. all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's more of like a conditioning good girl piece, and then sometimes mm. it's more of an actual you were threatened if you had emotions. And so both of those feel. One of those is more psychologically unsafe. One of those is actually physically unsafe. Right. right? right. So it feels unsafe for you to be in your body if you're having feelings. And so this is a way to t- to drop back in but with a with a purpose with a purpose <laughs> with an intention that isn't necessarily about the feeling. So it feels safer for your brain and your body to get on board. You're like, oh, I'm just tensing my muscles and relaxing, right? You're not like, oh, I'm going to feel my feelings right now. Mm. And what so many of my clients find when they practice this is we'll do three rounds. We'll do five seconds of tension, five seconds of relaxation. We'll do that three times. That third time, they're like crying. Mm. Or they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't been breathing. Like I haven't sent a deep breath into my, like towards my diaphragm in goodness knows how long, right? Right. right. Or I'll had, I had someone say, oh my gosh, like my knee hurts. Mm. Like my, she was yeah. so out of her own body that she wasn't even aware of. <laughs> she wasn't knee. aware that her knee was hurting. And she's like, oh, wow, that's a really old injury. And not to get into it right now, because it's it's a complicated thing. But a lot of our bodily injuries, if there were strong emotions or feelings of helplessness at the time that they happened, injuries can persist even when there's no more, like when the physical damage is healed. So sometimes like that knee injury is not a knee injury. Right. And so we can get into it and actually like work with that knee. And it sounds odd, but we can ask the knee what it needs. Mm, I love that. And is this, you know, when we all hear about your issues get stuck in your tissues or that kind mm-hmm. of a thing, this is what we're talking about. The, this is what we're or your body about. keeps the score. Right? Yep. There was who wrote that book? Bessel van der Kolk. It's an odd name, but yeah, Bessel van der Kolk. Bessel. You know, that your body remembers, right? Yeah. I think it's like most of us remember where we were on ni- when we heard about 9-11, right? It's like your mm-hmm. body, when you're, your body is beautiful and designed that when you're in that heightened threat mode, yeah. your body remembers it and stores it so that you don't end up back there again or so that it knows what to do in that situation. Yes. And what's so fascinating is, is that your brain works entirely differently in times of trauma. And your brain remembers traumatic memories in an entirely different way than it remembers other memories. Mm. And so when you combine the way that your brain remembers trauma and the fact that trauma gets stuck in our body when we feel helpless during that trauma. Mm. So An example of this is, you know, um, what they found is that women who are attacked, if they can, even if they try to fight off their attacker and they are not successful versus women who go into what we call freeze mode, which is where their body says, let's stay as still as possible and hope that they don't, I mean, literally kill us, right? Mm -hmm. Women who experience, both of those are very valid threat responses, Mm-hmm. But women who experience the helplessness will report much more significant um, post-traumatic stress than women who actively fought. Mm. And it's because of that helplessness. And so, so yeah, when you combine that helplessness, that feeling of helplessness and it getting stuck, you not being able to actively discharge the chemicals and the feelings and the experience from your body in that moment with the way that your body or the way that your brain um, stores the memory, which is very fragmented. It's very different. Like it's actually stored in a way that is detached from language. This is why when you see people after they go through a trauma and you ask them to describe it and they're like, "I, I, I literally have no words. Yeah. When you combine those two things together, it makes for an experience where it's just, it gets stuck because Mm. if I don't have the words, and I feel and I felt helpless in that moment, then how am I supposed to move on? Right. But then because of the way that we live in our society, we do move on. Right. We don't pick the kids up from school or I just need to pretend that this didn't happen. Or in the case of when a woman or anyone was attacked, 
you know, we saw Bill Cosby get off. So it's like, well, yeah. why bring it up? I I need to just move on with my life. No one's going to believe me anyway. Or they're going to say I was wearing the short skirt or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. We're in this society of like, I just need to move on. Yeah. And that is so unhelpful. It's so unhelpful. And, and so my job is actually really, I mean, holding the capacity is hard, right? Like making sure that um, I am really taking care of myself so that I can be there for other humans can be hard. But my job is actually really easy because I only have to do two things with most people. And that's to give them undivided attention and unconditional acceptance, Mm. which is what we call attunement. Mm. Any, all anyone really needs in order to heal from trauma at the base level is attunement from another human. Mm. You don't have to feel shame here. I unconditionally accept you. However you responded in that situation was right. And you did what you needed to do. Because obviously, if you hadn't, you wouldn't be here right now. Mm. I honor and witness all of the feelings that go along with this. The rage, the anger, the guilt, the frustration, the shame, the, 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 all the things. And like, I am here connected with you. Mm. And so, yeah. And so a lot of people think like, oh, I don't know how to be with somebody who's just gone through something hard, or I don't even know how to be with myself when I've gone through something hard. And that's what I say is if you can just like, just treat this person next to you as somebody with love and compassion and respect and give them that acceptance and give them that attention, that alone, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say. (laughs) Wow. This is so incredible, Lee. So incredible. Because we aren't taught this in school yet until Dr. Lee takes over. I know. We're working on it. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't wait to get into into the work that you're doing in, in a minute. The, but I know I wasn't taught any of this in school. I wasn't taught how to do this for myself, certainly not for anyone else. Yeah. And we repeat these patterns that we learned in childhood, right? Yeah. Or we go so far the other way because we don't know what to do. And I'm thinking of how many of us, I'm thinking of, you know, times I have repeated the pattern. It's like a pattern of trauma from my childhood around love. Mm -hmm. I then go repeat it. Yeah. Right. And so it's almost like the exact opposite of getting what I actually need. I'm repeating the thing. And so what you're suggesting is something so powerful. And, you know, I'm listening to this with the ears of coach, you know, and how many women I work with, I'm listening to this with the ears of wife and being the supportive, loving partner. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to this as the ears of friend. And now that I have a child, I'm listening to this as the ears of mother. Yeah. And how do I want to hold him in his pain? Yeah. When, when it starts to surface. Yeah, this is when I learned this a few years ago. It's so it's fascinating. You're somebody who actually practices who naturally practices attunement, by the way, there are humans out there who are really good at this. And they typically end up in coach healing, um, supportive, caring professional roles, right? Mm, Because yes, absolutely. You're you model it so beautifully. You've held me in a coaching space in a way that there was so much attunement there. And learning, actually learning that this is what I was doing with patients and then being able to be intentional about it was the most powerful thing. Mm. Because now I do this with my kids. And I used to have so much emotional reactivity to their emotions because emotions when I was younger were dangerous. Mm. And So I was repeating patterns too, which by the way, we call that trauma reenactment. It's your brain trying it's your brain is trying to um, heal the the situation, but it doesn't have it's not using the right tools. It's using the tools it knows, not the tools it needs. Right. 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 So so it, I just had this experience where I, I realized. So there's a relationship in in my life that I actually we don't have a relationship anymore. And it it's kind of always grating on me because this is somebody that I have wanted to have a relationship with. And I would like kind of push this person as a way of saying, do you love me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I was not even aware of it. And then because what I was actually doing was like, 
you did this so you don't love me and you did this so you don't love me, right? Yeah. And I have this new therapist, as you know, who showed me, she said, it's really not about that person. You're trying to reenact a relationship from somewhere else in your life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, frick, you are so right. Yeah. Because this person is so stubborn and won't get into any emotional conversations. And that's how my dad was. Wouldn't get into mm-hmm. any emotional conversations. Just like, it's over. I am who I am. I'm not having this. And so I'm try- I've am i been trying to do it with somebody else. Yeah. And just yeah. that like awareness, I was able to let the relationship go and be at peace. Because this that. is my work to do. It has nothing to do with this person. And if they don't want to have a relationship with me, that's okay too. <laughs> it's just been phenomenal. And so the work that you do is so freaking important. And it sounds like you learned this because you needed to on your own, right? Yeah. I mean, I have my own, um, my a, a multifaceted story of trauma. You know, there's generational, tra- there's ancestral trauma, there's generational trauma, there's um, racial trauma, there's lots of things. And it all kind of came to a head for me um, a few years ago was when I really started, like, acknowledging that, yeah, you know, the people around me did the best that they could. And mm-hmm. also there was trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The so much and. love both. <laughs> and right. It's like I'll have clients to be like, no, but I love my mom. I'm like, of course you love your of mom. Of course right? you love your mom. Yes. It's the both. And it's the both. And. Yeah. And so actually the reason that the that the Institute came about was that in June I had this massive remembrance of mm. a childhood trauma. And it didn't actually come in form of a of a memory, it came in the form of a body sensation. And so I I had what are called emotional flashbacks, where my body was remembering what it felt like to be in terror, to be stuck, to be in that fear. And I had this whole feeling of like, I'm going to die. Literally, I had this feeling of I'm going to die. And it was not, I had had panic attacks my whole life, which then there was a lot of clarity of where those were coming from, right? Absolutely. And this was a four day long thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it was the, I mean, honestly, one of the worst experiences of my life. I just to be honest about it. And thank you for being honest. Yeah. And what I realized is, is I was trying. (laughs) I mean, at this point, I'm a certified clinical drama professional. Like I'm a coach. I know this. And I was using every single tool in my toolkit and nothing was working. And at that point, I was I was like, okay, what is, you know, you talk about the meaning, like going from trauma to triumph. I was like, what is the meaning of this? And I was mm. and my brain was like, you are experiencing this right now because without this uh, physical, visceral understanding of what this feels like, you can't serve your clients who have this. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. And not to say that everyone has to have that experience to be able to serve, but like I had had clients that I that I was understanding on an on a brain level what they were going through, but having that physical experience, I was like, okay, so we can take this work deeper now, right? Yes, yeah, I am a firm believer that every moment of our life has been for purpose, mm-hmm. and. As hard as the shit may be and have been, can we see, and maybe this is just my own self-preservation <laughs> needing to yeah. see it this way, which is fine, like whatever whatever neuroses like I have that I've needed to, to do this, but can we see that it has happened for us? Yeah. And not in a like put butterflies on shit kind of a way because yeah. we have to go, we have to do the, the work and that's what you do, which is so powerful. And... What you're saying is, okay, this is really hard. And now I can really be with clients in a whole new way. And probably now I can be with your, my kids in a whole new way. And Yeah. And that, the other thing I'll say is a lot of people hesitate to come into spaces because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to remember something I can't handle or mm. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be too much. And, and what I tell people is this, this is so important. Your brain will not let you remember something that is too traumatic for you to handle right now. Mm. It will repress that until you have 
done the work or have more safety or have practiced being calm and grounded in your body, it will wait. Your your mm. body will not give you something to heal that is it is not ready to heal. Mm. And that was when I learned that, like it almost it gives it it makes me choked up right now. Like Absolutely. It when I learned that, I was like, okay, so I'm going through this right now. It means that I'm ready to heal it. It wow. means I'm I'm ready. And so like as much as this just sucks, like as much as this sucks, this is for a reason. Mm-hmm. And on the on the other side of this, like there's gonna be something so good. Mm. And I've had people tell me over the last six months, they're like, I have seen a fundamental transformation and how you talk and how you show up and like your your purpose and in what you are doing Mm. and i mean this is where the institute came from because i was like man we are just not we're not talking about this we're not helping people and like if we can get through this if we can learn how to release and heal from this stuff like how much different does our world look Mm. (laughs) this is everything this is everything. Wait, if we if we teach children how to work with the trauma of being picked last or not mm-hmm. picked at all mm-hmm. on the basketball court or the other kids bullying them and not making fun or parents not accepting something about them or society, all of the things. Yeah. Maybe we won't have school shootings because those kids will yeah. love themselves. I mean, I, I don't want to go that literal right. chills. No, you're right. I I, I, I I think that this is so fundamental. We act out, right? And like I I act out in temper. Yeah. Right. I'd like to think I'm not going to go into a place with a gun. I mean, I don't own guns. Yeah. Um. But my temper looks like taking it out on Josh, not physically, but just yeah, being mean or yelling at him or blaming yeah. him for something that he didn't do, right? And which is not okay and why I'm doing all the internal work and all of that. But it's like, we, we will have such a different level of love and mm-hmm. equity. Yeah. And, and this is all, by the way, this is all driven by shame. Like trauma and mm. shame are so innately tied together because trauma is like the thing that happens that doesn't get processed and shame is the thing that, that keeps you in that space afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. So shame is a way of of drawing a line between being in and being out. And we experience shame when there's a line drawn, when there's a boundary set that puts us outside of what we think we are supposed to be. Mm. And so mm. when we can, like right there, you being willing and vulnerable to say like, yeah, like I yell, right? One of the most popular posts I put up on social media this year was like, I used to yell at my kids a lot and I'm yelling at them less and I'm super proud of myself. And people were like, the fact that you were willing to say that, there's so much shame around yelling at our kids, but so many of us yell at our kids. I'm not even going to share the statistics about any type of abuse and neglect around kids because they, they're just, they are so much higher than we even know. And it's because of shame. Yeah. And if we can help adults and kids who are on this planet right now stop feeling shame around their reactions to things that are happening Mm. due to trauma, Mm -hmm. that heals an entire generation. And like this, this can be a thing that doesn't happen anymore two, Mm. three, four generations out. Yes, 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 Dr. Lee. Yes, 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 yes. And then (laughs) like we don't have to. This is so needed. Yes. And then we don't have to do the equity and inclusion work because people understand that it's okay to feel their feelings and there's no shame around that. And so um, and and they understand that there's no scarcity, that we're allowed to work together and we don't we will have to do so much less work in all of these other places that we've tried to do it. And it's not working because this piece is the missing piece. Yes. Right. Because all of that work and I want to like give props to all the people doing that work. Yes, it's like a reactive work. Like oh, there's yes. all these broken systems, so let's try the systems. And it's almost like the the band aid or the umbrella. And yeah. what you do, Lee, is you get in. Where is the wound? Yeah. And let's put like a mama hand on that wound. Yeah. Right. And 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 really like have that acceptance. Yeah. I mean, this is gonna. You are gonna heal the world, sister. <laughs> That's my goal. Um, that, honestly, you're already doing it. I mean, it's yeah. like really, 
Incredible. And I'm I'm so glad you said what you said because I, I I do want to clarify that like the the systemic work that is going on right now is so important. It's so important, and one of the places where it hurts my heart when I see it is when shame gets brought into that space. And so mm. I'll see um, people who are who are really just fighting for some beautiful things. And then they'll tell people who aren't on that same side side as them, which there's no sides, but like right. we set it up that way. You should be ashamed of yourself for not mm. doing this. Mm-hmm. And so the the if there's one message I can send out to the world, it's like shame is never going to get you the result that you want. Mm. What it'll do is it'll make everything look okay on the surface. Right. It's a bandaid over the bullet hole. But I promise you there is festering and like there is there is badness underneath of that. And and that will keep showing up. You know, one of my favorite things to say is if you sweep shit under the rug long enough, eventually (laughs) it's going to start to stink. Like it, 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 it comes up. And this is, you know, being vulnerable. This is what came up for me a couple of months ago. It was showing up in every area. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had to go, okay, what's going on here? And when I started doing the deep, deep, deep work, I found two core wounds and beliefs. Yeah. And one is that I'm not lovable. Mm-hmm. And one is that I'm alone in the world. And actually, it was the alone one first. Our coach picked it out. Lee and I have mm-hmm. the same coach. She picked it out in me. And I was like, <gasps> I never told you that. She's like, yeah, I know you. I've known you a year. <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs> and then it was then the lovable and yeah. and they're so tied, right? And so it's like really coming to love and accept and not make myself wrong or try to cover over those things anymore. Just like, I'm fine. I'm so lovable. Let me look at all my internet statistics. You know, I've got 350,000 downloads on my podcast. I can mindset all day long, but what's really been needed is is self-acceptance in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. It's okay that, that I have those those fears. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. So you just brought to light, I think something that's really important is those two fears are the two fundamental human fears. Mm. When we get down to it, that's what almost every human is afraid of. Like they don't get core. to have, yeah. You don't get to have love and you don't get to have connection, right? Because yeah. at our core, I mean, every... Every baby is born just wanting love, right? They want I mean, love we just and they want, want connection. Yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. they want. They want. Um, pe- so one of the things that I have learned about parenting is your kids want two things. They want like they want to feel important and they want to feel like they belong. Right? Teach me. <laughs> no, there's this <laughs> Please, amazing. Doctor Lee, teach oh, me. <laughs> there's this amazing book called "If I Have to Tell You One More Time." Um, mm. I can't remember the author right now. And she talks about this, that kids want, this is why whenever you get on a Zoom call, your kid comes toddling in or like suddenly needs you because they're seeing that your attention is somewhere else. And so what Mm. they're doing is they're coming into the space to see if you will connect with them Mm. to confirm that they are still important. Okay. You've just solved all my problems of the last (laughs) week. We were taking a walk, right? And Josh and I were talking yesterday and Josh and I were talking to each other and pushing Shay in his blue car. Right. But he started like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," you know, and it was because we were having a conversation with each other. And in my mind, I'm like, baby's taken care of. He's in the blue car. Blue car, 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 car. I love the, you know, he loves his blue car. And but no, he knew that we were not talking to him. Yeah. And he's checking in and going, are they going to pay attention to me? Do oh, I still belong here? And baby. so what a lot of us do is we like get frustrated and we yell at our kids and we're like, oh my gosh, go away. Like, why can't you understand? Like, this is important. And so- <laughs> not a Zoom meeting. I'm trying yeah. to have a conversation with your father. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so one of the things that we've started doing is, um, and my son loves, and you're remembering each kid's going to need something different to make them feel um, important and like they belong. But my son, I, I say, okay, Jack. This is what you can do when you want to tell me something and I'm talking to another human. Put your hand right here on my wrist. Hmm. And then as soon as I'm done, I will feel that. I will look at you and then I'm going to go back to my conversation. And as soon as I'm done talking, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, what do you need, baby? And he does that. We taught him that when he, we taught all of them that when they were younger. He's the one who still that that really worked for. He's nine now and he'll still do that. 
Mama. And um That's so sweet. I know. I, Mama. It's so it's so sweet. <laughs> and so and sweet. Yeah. So one of the other things is, you know, the kids will come in and they'll be like, Oh, you're on a call. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, No, what is it? What what do you need? You are my humans. Mm. So my clients understand if my kids come in the room, they know well enough now to not come in unless they really need something. So if they're coming in, I'm trusting that they deserve my attention at that moment. Mm. And I don't work with anybody who doesn't understand that. Yeah. And I'm modeling that for other people so that they can pay attention to what's important. Right. Like Mm. it's it's a lot of us have traumatic um, experiences where we've been taught to self gaslight, meaning, oh, I don't really need that. Oh, that's not really what's going on inside me. Oh, like right. we were gaslit by someone else, invalidated. Now we invalidate right. ourselves. I'm needy if I need attention. Yeah, or I want attention. Yeah, or I want. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and so now my clients are like, oh, I'm not going to eat on the call, or like, oh, I, I can't pause it to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, your needs come first. Like your yeah. physical needs get to get validated and acknowledged, and. It's been fascinating to me, like, how many people that is such a groundbreaking moment where they're like, I can go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, you're in your own house. Go to the bathroom. Please don't sit here for 45 minutes uncomfortable. But for so many of us, that's how we were socialized. That's how we were taught. I mean, think about Mm. school. You have to get the bathroom pass and you can only be in there for two minutes. And so Hmm. um, I know there's a lot here. Oh, my God. There's so much. And this is why you created TRIPS, right? Like, let's talk about yeah. You created an actual certification that yeah. is for all, right? I mean, this is for mm-hmm. parents. It's for coaches. It's like, tell us about it. Sure. So TRIPS stands for Trauma-Informed Psychologically Safe. And it is a certificate program. So it is for the human who really wants to learn how to have safer, healthier, more mutually beneficial relationships in all areas of their life and then like also with themselves Mm. and we take that approach of starting internal so from there's three stages to this and the first stage is just really learning about what trauma is what does what does being trauma-informed mean what is psychological safety what does our body do in response to threat what does our brain do in response to threat and really helping you understand like what is going on when all of these when you feel scared when you've had trauma uh, when you feel unsafe And then from there, we start with the internal experience of how do we get you feeling more calm, more grounded? How do you learn how to find the the resources and the practices that really help you be more emotionally regulated? And we walk you through um, my proprietary method that's called the easy method, which is such a great name. Um, (laughs) Thank goodness. We need it to be easy. We need an easy method, right? (laughs) There's too much. It's hard. Yes. I know. Yes. And so... You know, we take you through that easy method learning of ha- learning how to spend time in your body again, how to mm. reconnect, how to let that be safe. And then we turn external and we look at all sorts of relationships. So we have we go through uh, intimate relationships, family relationships, power dynamic relationships, right? Mm. Where it's a boss and employee or a parent and child and we go through community level, right? And then all the way up to organizational and systemic. Mm. And then we, from that point, it's infused throughout um, the diversity, equity, justice, inclusion that is infused throughout. And we really then at the end drive it home mm. from that perspective of, okay, now that you understand all of this, now that you know how to regulate your internal experience, now that you know how to do this with other humans, how are we going to change this at a systemic level? Mm. And really helping people understand that they don't have to do everything, but they get to do something. Yes. Yes. This is so beautiful because it begins with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's like we're we do try to solve so many of the world's problems by looking out there and what are the things I can do. And everything begins with us healing ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, And then we can work it out. And now how do I heal my family system? Now, how do I heal and work with my community and then the world at large? I mean, it's, it's really, really beautiful and so purposeful. I mean, Lee, this really like, can support every single human in their own purpose. Absolutely. One of the the fundamentally different things about this program 
I, I was a graduate level professor for several years. And I'm telling you, she's the best, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, she has every degree. She's done all the things. Dr. Uh, yes. Lee. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't have my PhD, actually. I have my practice doctorate. I have oh, my I'm DMP. sorry. I said PhD. You didn't but it- know. People, people think that, and it's like, it's fine. And what I say is, is that PhDs do the research. DNPs implement the research. So but you are a doctor. You have, I am a, you have the doctorate. Doctor. Yes. You're a doctor. <laughs> you have doctorate. the doctorate. Yes. yes. So... What I found that helped my students so much was when we could foster a sense of community that was shame free, right? Mm. And so my office, my my colleagues would actually say, they're like, you always have students leaving your office look like they cried. Like, are you hurting that? Like, what's going on? I'm like, no, they're <laughs> I'm like, no, they're walking in and they're like, they're like, I have to get a B on this exam. And then I'm like, okay, but like tell me why. Like, and then mm. all of a sudden we're into something's happening at home, something's happening at work, and they're processing, right? Because they're getting that attunement. And so you're doing this work in a space that has attunement. So I have brought on a team of humans that are the most amazingly attuned humans, um, fellow nurse practitioners, duly trained, certified life coaches, mindset coaches, and trauma-informed therapists. You know, combined, I think we have like 30 years in academia and like, I don't know, several decades in healthcare. It's, And they are all people who stepped outside of that system because we realized that that system needed healing and are creating something that really provides that safe space. And so you get to be part of a community that's doing this work together. And one of my biggest like focuses, one of my biggest concerns was, you know, what if somebody has a re-trigger of trauma during this? How are we going to make sure that they're supported? Because I know that that's probably a worry of some humans. What if something comes up? And so we have someone on staff that literally her job is to be a one-on-one support for people who are like, hey, this thing came up and I need to process through it. Mm. And they can get a response from her within 24 hours, get on the phone, be in messaging, and really make sure that they are individually supported as well as communally supported. So I really see this as both an academic thing where you're going to learn the things, right? An experiential thing where you're going to embody the things, but also a healing space mm, as well. Mm, mm, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. I mean, I'm so impressed with how you, you're not just teaching the thing, you're creating the structure so that people can heal the thing. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And then we can be the thing. And this yes. is, I remember in Miami, you said to me, what was my trauma training? And I, yeah. and I said to you, I don't have any. And I thought about that conversation. I can't tell you how many times, because of course I do, right? Like right. I have my master's degree, you know, in positive psychology, but in yeah. order to do positive psychology, you have to, um, but I had never thought of it as formal trauma training. Mm-hmm. Like even this conversation, you're teaching me because no one taught me to be attuned. Yeah. Right. And I love what you're saying about being intentional. And now I'm like, oh, this is such an answer for how to be the parent that I want to be mm-hmm. and how to be the everything, how to be the quote unquote boss or you know leader that I want to be. I mean, this is this is really the answer. And and trips is open to everyone, Lee. Right? Somebody. Yeah. It's. I mean, I know you work with coaches, but it's not just for coaches. This oh no, is like, we have we have. Um people who are joining because from a parental perspective, like you said, they're like, I really want to learn how to do this. We have healthcare providers, uh, a lot of caring professionals, uh, because there's they, especially over these last few years have Mm -mm -mm. seen and experienced trauma and, and not only in themselves, but in their patients and want to create a different way of doing that things. Um, We have, uh, we have a couple of people who've joined that I just love their reasons are so cool. One is a homeschooling expert. And she's like, I want to teach this to to all of the parents parents who homeschool, right? Beautiful. Yeah. um, I was just gonna say, back to our previous conversation, we need I'm sorry, I interrupted. But I'm like, wait, we need this in the schools. We need all the teachers taking this. Yes. Right. And we need Yeah. I, I want the preschool teachers taking this. And I want the all the principals taking this. And I I mean, frankly, corporate America and corporate every country needs this. Yeah. So our goal, you know, this is the first thing that we're doing. And one of my personal goals is is to have this set up for anyone who wants this. And then we plan at the Institute to really, you know, we want to go to 
um, into politics and and work with lobbyists and work with you know our representatives. We want to work with CEOs who are like, oh my goodness, I'm supporting two thousand people, and I don't know how to be emotionally regulated. And also, I want to make sure that I'm really making decisions that are trauma informed. So being yes. able to step in and and serve their organization, but also serve that leader, right? Yes. yes. And so we've got some really, really big plans. And so I'm I'm so excited for this because everyone who has come in, who has like really learned about our plans, they're like, oh my gosh, you could just take this in a zillion different directions. And I'm like, I know, yeah. how cool is that, right? I mean, I, we are gonna be all looking back three years from now, we'll be like, we knew Dr. Lee Wynn, right? Like she was on the Purpose Girl podcast. And I'm excited she and were, to come back and listen. Yeah, I mean, you're, right, because this is what's needed now. And I really yeah. see this going into all of the institutions and beginning with each human and then working its way out. Yeah. Like a fucking sun. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm like blown away. Where can everybody find it? Uh, so you can go to instituteforTrauma.com. And that's where all of our information is. That's yes. simple. InstituteforTrauma.com. And of that's course, it. we have it in the show notes. Yeah. And everyone needs to be following you on all the socials, which we'll put in the show notes yeah. and going to instituteforTrauma.com. This is open for everyone. And I love yes. that. And the other thing I just want to say is if you are not, if that doesn't feel like something you're ready for, we have a free group where I do weekly trainings um, called Becoming Trauma-Informed on Facebook. And you can come in and you can learn the things. We leave them up um, indefinitely. And it's a, a space to kind of like test that out and say, oh, okay, yeah, this would be helpful for me. Because I understand that diving into this can feel a little overwhelming. And so if you want a toe dip, that's there for mm, you. I'm so glad that you said that. You are, we didn't even talk about purpose, but you are such a woman on purpose. Like you are the goddess on purpose, Lee. Mm, thank you. And to think, I mean, we were just in Miami a few months ago. This didn't even exist. I know. You're so badass. You're, I'm just, this woman has a multi six figure business and decided, like, we don't even have time to get into this. This yeah. could be another show sometime, but it was like, no, I'm listening to my calling. This is my true purpose. And I'm shifting that whole business and I'm, I'm creating this trauma institute. Oh, yeah. I burned down 80%. I don't want to say burned down. I intentionally released 80% of my multi six figure business to come over and do this. And it's taught me all the things I needed in that moment. Oh my so, God. Yeah. I am like, okay, I am bowing down to you, priestess. <laughs> because what a way you have everybody be like, Lee, just do what you're doing. It's working. I know. But it wasn't about that money. No. You are here. Please, Lee, run for president. You are here to freaking change the world. I'm such so honored to know you and to love you, sister. Thank you so, so much. All right, before we go, I have to do a quick round. Yeah. With all my guests, I do something called the Purpose Power Play Round. I ask you random questions, and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Okay. You down? Okay. Down. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be? A carpenter. A carpenter? No one's ever said that to me before, Dr. Lee. I know. I really wanted, like, carpenter slash construction. I used to sit That's out so cool. in my my driveway. My dad would give me a board and a thing of um, nails and a hammer, and I would, like, play for four hours yeah okay you're the coolest human alive <laughs> usually so i'm so good at this that usually i can make a connection between the childhood dream and what the person is doing now yeah. but okay here we go you're building a whole institute and you're building a yeah. whole thing that's going to change the whole go. world there you go do you see trauma you've carpenter. always you're the trauma carpenter <laughs> you better go buy that on godaddy.com i know right <laughs> yes yes 10 years from now what's one little dream you have Oh, I really like my vision is to have the Institute and like all every continent, like every mm. country having some some um, finger on the pulse of what's going on and really being able to impact like worldwide. Yes, please. Yes, mm -hmm. please. OK, universe, she just put in her order. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. Last question. What's one thing you want every woman to know? There's probably a part of you inside of you that feels like deep, dark, twisty. No one can love this. No one can see this. And just to let you know that like 
that part of you deserves love too. Like you, like Mm. that part of you doesn't have to feel shame anymore because it is accepted and it is loved and it is worthy of being a part of you. Oh my goddess. That was just like warm honey on my soul. Thank you. That little part of me that has felt unlovable and like I'm alone needed to hear that. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Thank you so much for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. I love you so much. I love you too. So, so much. Thank you again. Mm. And all of you out there, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. First and foremost, everyone head on over to the Becoming Trauma-Informed Facebook page. So good. I mean, Lee giving you training every single week is like beyond. And of course, check out the Trauma Institute. We have the link in our show notes. And we are so grateful that you listened to this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you loved it as much as we did, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave your five-star review. Your five-star reviews are how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl podcast. And that's how we change the world, one woman at a time. As always, share this with your teachers, share this with your school, share this with your mom, your sister. Every single human needs the information that Dr. Lee shared with us today. Find me over on the socials at Karen Rockhind. Join the Purpose Girls Facebook group to continue the conversation. And the most important thing, may you live on purpose. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.